Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the super fan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Extra bubbly. It's, he's very bubbly today. Yeah, I am, actually. Um, we are post-Super Bowl. Um I didn't have any dogs in the fight, so it didn't really matter to me. I I have cousins who live in Kansas City, so I always root for them. But I I don't really care. I, I, I hate the 49ers, so I guess that's – I always root against them no matter who they're playing. But I didn't really care much. It was I was like you, watching the game, though. How do you root game. against Purdy, man? All-American boy picked last Iowa draft. State grad. He's yeah, Iowa, come on. Iowa State. I'm not a fan of Iowa State, and I hate. How the do you 49ers. root against? How do you root against Joe Montana, or yeah, Joe right? Montana, depending on where you're from? Easily, boo! <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it was a good game, though. I mean, it went into overtime. It, it was nice, and uh, it, it was nice to see the uh, the first uh, Super Bowl uh, commercial was uh, uh, what was it? Um, the Quiet Place, day one. That was the first mm-hmm. uh, commercial. Looked yeah. like a Michael Bay film, but I mean, a lot of stuffs going on. You know, a lot of special effects. But it looked good. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna wa- I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'll go see it. It looked. I mean, I, I haven't seen the full trailer, but the little bit that I saw, you know, there looked looked pretty good. I guess. So. I understand why they're doing that, but I don't really care for it. The what. We're going to show you a teaser online, but if you want to see the full trailer, go to our website. Yeah. I mean, I know they're trying to prove the effectiveness through clicks. You know, they're trying to relate Super Bowl ads to clicks, but um, just show me the whole thing. Hmm. Although yeah. I guess it's probably considerably cheaper yeah. to do a 15 second teaser than a two minute trailer online. Yeah. True. True that. Yeah. It's probably like maybe. Only a million dollars for 15 seconds instead of what? How, how much is a Six, Super seven. Bowl commercial? Is uh, it really? Too much, yeah. yeah. I mm. remember where I thought it was just crazy when, when it was a million. Now, six million? <sighs> well, prices have gone up. Yeah. That's that's why Cinescare didn't. Actually, we just kind of, we really want to grow organically and not that way. So that's why we <laughs> did, you didn't see yeah. a Cinescare commercial. Right. It's how you build a cult, really, is to not do those big commercials. Yeah, we're more of a grassroots type of yeah. swell. Yeah. Yeah. What well, What would our Cinescare commercial be? That'd uh, be interesting. It would be Just that our song. heads bobbing to that yeah. song. Yeah. yeah, just that. Yeah. And maybe maybe some uh, Mark bumpers. Yeah. You know, Which sprinkled in they there. They probably wouldn't let us air. Yeah. We'd have to bleed most of it out. Yeah. I'm going to go balls deep in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that. 
<laughs> say it. Can you say it right now? <laughs> I'm, go I'm guessing. Balls deep in this movie. <laughs> and there's our bumper. There we there's go. our Super Bowl commercial. That's yeah, I'm right. sure there's going to be more tonight. Yeah. Uh, aside from Super Bowls, Joe, what have you watched recently? God, I hate to admit this, but I really... I don't think I've watched anything of note. Hmm. I I have been keeping up with... Um, was it True Crime? True Detective. HBO one? True Detective yeah. Yeah, on HBO, here. which is fantastic. Yeah, I'm I riveted. Mm-hmm. I'm almost to the verge of wanting to go back and start watching previous seasons, but I haven't bitten that bullet just yet. Yeah, I, I the only season I want to go back and watch would be maybe season one. Season two was terrible, and uh, season three was just okay. Uh, but I, I'm I'm enjoying this one quite a bit, and there's there is a horror yeah. element to it, or at least they're kind of. I don't know if it's going to wind up actually being horror, but it, they definitely are are kind of pushing this almost supernatural narrative. Yeah, I don't just about see. To say that. I don't see how they could wrap this up without it being science fiction. Yeah, you know, Same. like I I can't imagine that there's a logical explanation for this. Right, but um, yeah, it's just it's so bizarre. I don't know how it could be logically explained otherwise. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I hear it's, it's supernatural. Yeah, I, I, I've heard good things. I've heard bad things, and you know, I'll make my own decision when I start watching it. I mean, I yeah, love I'm, Jodie I'm Foster. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I think I, you know, I don't think it's as good as season one. I think season one was the pinnacle of this show. I don't know um, what could beat season one. I mean, season one's phenomenal. Yeah, but uh, this one's ru- the showrunner for this season is. Uh, Isa Lopez, who directed um, uh, "Tigers Are Not Afraid" and and some other stuff, so uh, I I and I think Jodie Foster's great in it, and the 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 girl who's like her partner, I think she's pretty good. She's actually a professional boxer. Uh, Michelle said she's been listening to the podcast of this show of, of for for True Detective, and apparently the the woman who's the trooper she's actually a professional boxer the one with the tattoos like all over her yeah um for a minute i thought you said you were gonna say that she's listening to our podcast she's well she does she is she's also yeah. she's been i listening mean who doesn't to, yeah <laughs> she, she's been listening no to the, the actress no but that's, the actress, that's what i meant the actress isn't my wife named michelle <laughs> My, Michelle was not a boxer. This is, this is Mark listening to like every other word that people say. Mark, uh, just Mark, assume that the actress has been listening to our show too. Yeah, there we go. I'm sure, yes, Mark, she has been. So, what have you watched Great. recently? Uh, yeah. So, um, just a quick uh, cliff notes. Um, Lisa Frankenstein was recently released. It uh, was mm-hmm. directed by Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter. Um, It's getting mixed reviews right now. Some critics are calling this film a love child between John Waters and Tim Burton, which is sounds great to me. And uh, some critics were, uh, you know, wishing this was an R rated film instead of PG 13. But um, I think this might be a film to check out in a movie theater. Have you seen it? No, I haven't, but um, Hmm. I'm thinking about seeing it just, I mean, John Waters and Tim Burton love child film. I mean, that sounds great for me. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. 
Um, also, um, there's an Evil Dead musical in production. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, I, I don't. There's some big names, uh, actors. Uh, yeah, I think it's um, off Broadway. Yeah, it's off Broadway, but there's some big name actors uh, involved with it. So I mean, mm-hmm. God, if that goes comes to Chicago, I'm freaking going. Um, also, uh, the Ghostbusters International uh, trailer was recently released, and it is way better than the trailer for the U.S. trailer. I don't know why they didn't just release the international trailer. It's way better. Joe, did you see it? No, I have not. It's so much better. It makes more. It it. It got me excited to go see a Ghostbusters film. It's completely different. It's different scenes and whatnot. It looks way better than what we got for the U.S. trailer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, um, I watched uh, the 2018 film, uh, The First Purge, the pre- the prequel to the series. Um, God, it's the worst uh, out of all of them that I've seen. Um we it's, have to do a. We're gonna have to do a purge episode sometime. I've never seen any of them except I, I saw the second half of the first one. Oh, you like say you saw the, the ending of the first. I've seen the basically. I've seen the ending of the first one. I've never seen any of these movies. Yeah, I mean, it's and not it's because a good I series. don't want to. I just yeah. I've just never gotten around to doing it. I I just like the idea of the purge and just, you know, the storyline and, you know, you do so much with it. it. Yeah. You could keep continuing on. Unfortunately, this prequel, it's basically how it all started and it's not nationwide. They actually set it up in this one uh, condensed area and it's Staten Island. And it's just kind of like a escape from New York kind of feel to it. But um, it has to do with a lot of uh, black cultural, uh, things and for some reason, um, I watched it over at my parents. I'm taking care of my mom right now. She's just got done with surgery, so I'm taking care of her during the morning. So I watched it on their TV on Netflix, and I don't know if it's just they have too good of HD, but the HD quality took me out of it because it was so crystal clear, and the backgrounds didn't seem real. The I mean, you can see every you can see makeup on them. Um, it just didn't look good to me. So that took me out of it. Um, and it's more of an action film than actual horror. And the acting's just not good. I, it's, it's my least favorite of, out of all of them, um, that I've seen. I, there's only one I haven't seen and that's, uh, the purge forever. And I hear that's not too bad. So, but yeah, yeah, we should do, um, and you know, an episode on that. I, I think it'd be worth it. Be fun to do. Be Have you seen to... all of them, Joe? No, uh, I know I've seen the first one. I think I've seen the first one twice. Yeah. I don't, and then I know I've seen one other. It might have just been the second one, but I've only seen two. Hmm. I just couldn't tell you which one it was. I think there's four of them, maybe five. Yeah, I think I think there's five. But um. Other than that, um, no, no, that's that's all I've done. I've watched some really fun episodes with uh, that Joey's picked out. What about you, Matt? What do you see? Uh, nothing other, other than uh, 
the first, or I mean the first purge, other than uh, the the True Detective show. That's about it. And that is that's about to wrap up the last episode. It's only a six episode season, so the last episode is coming up this coming Sunday. So uh, they've got a they've got a lot of <laughs> there's a long way to go here. It seems they've like got a lot of splaining to do. A lot of splaining. I, I wonder if it maybe this episode is going to be a longer <laughs> episode. Maybe I don't know. But or uh, maybe could, we'll find out that it's like a two part season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Joe. By the way, check out this shirt. Come play with us. Oh, that's awesome! Isn't that cool? Where'd you get that? Uh, I got for those it. of you listening at home. His <laughs> T-shirt says it. "Come play with us," and there's the twins from The Shining on it. Where'd you get it at? And Danny, Danny's right here. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, I got it at Halloween Town, or actually, no. Oh. Well, I, I got it for Christmas from Michelle, but she bought it at, at this store called Halloween Town in Burbank. And uh, it was funny because we both had gotten each other like the main gifts we were going to give each other. But we wanted to get some other stuff and little things or whatever. One more thing. So she left and I left and we both ran into each other at Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds so, think alike. Yeah, exactly. So, Hey, speaking of uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. We have some unfinished business that involves Mark Piscati in a hoodie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we Mark- need to announce the winner of the who was the first one to guess. That's right. All oh, of yeah, the yeah. little clips in the new uh, theme song. And that was Davenport's own Mark Kane. Yep. He and pounced that's where on Matt's that, too. Gonna, like, Put a bunch of clapping and applause. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Kane. I'm, I'm listening to your velvety voice, Joe, and I got mesmerized. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there we go. Uh, good he, job. He, he pounced on it. He was like, uh... <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, the episode was released at like seven o'clock on Friday morning, and yeah. he was like seven o three. Like, I don't know. It was yeah. it was extremely early. He pounced all over it. Yeah, he got that one. I I actually won one of those contests. Uh, um, oh my god, I can't I can't believe I've never told this story before. Have I? Maybe. Uh, I I would have told it at the uh, during the uh, Lost Boys episode. Believe it or not, there was a when I when I lived in I lived in San Diego for a few months, and when I was down there, there was a radio station on Halloween. They were playing sound effects from movies, and if you could guess it, call in, and then you get something. And uh, so I, I called. They were playing the sound of of the guys of the vampires um, riding their motorcycles around the house. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're circling the house or whatever, and they're calling to what's his name? Michael. And, uh, yeah. Michael. So I, I yelled, or I, I called and uh, told, hey, yeah, yeah, it's, it was uh, Lost Boys, Lost Boys, and and so I won. And you know what I won? What? A, a really bad, like, um, uh, who's the singer who does Wicked Game? Um, oh, God, why can't I remember his name? Isaac, Chris Isaac, Chris Isaac, yeah, Chris Isaac CD. It wasn't one of his better CDs though. That was it. <laughs> I was supposed to win tickets to some. I don't remember what concert, but somebody might have been Chris Isaac actually. Actually, uh, but it it got canceled for some reason. The concert, and so they gave me a CD. That was it. 
I had to drive all the way. I had to drive all the way downtown. Uh, That's the to, key, gift that keeps on giving, Matt. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, he's a creep. Remember him on that MTV Music Awards? He tried to French kiss one of the one of the singers. The MTV Music Awards. Mm, no, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't know. Look it up. Creep. Look, Look it up. Think, it's it's, it's a real creepy. Houston, that thing you do. Yeah. I, I, nice I, I've seen him in concert. I saw him at Ravinia outside Chicago, and he's plays. He's a fantastic show. I'm, I'm um, sure he's uh, – I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm saying he's a creep. Look it up, the Chris Isaac uh, MTV uh, Music Award <laughs> thing. It's it's awkward. It's it's he weird. Pulled, uh, what, what was that actor from uh, The Piano? He, who, oh, who did, uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah with it. Holly Berry. Yeah, he did a yeah. Of Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's all I've that's all I've seen. So I haven't. Again, I, I'm really slow out of the gate this year so far. There haven't been a lot of movies to watch, but I haven't been watching much extra. But I plan to get into it. I've been, I've been uh, focused on other stuff for a minute, but uh, but I, I do plan to get back to it. So it's okay, there was man. One that I. There was one I started watching called Clear Mind, which I believe was on Tubi, mm-hmm. and I got like ten minutes into it, and I looked, I looked it up, and technically it's not like IMDb doesn't have it flagged as horror, so I turned oh. it off just because I was ten minutes into it, and I really didn't care, so I yeah, I was looking for a reason to turn it off, so. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to kind of catch up on some of the Academy Award movies too, which I, I haven't really done that either. I did watch the Holdovers, which I really liked, but that's a great that's, one. Yeah, I what about uh, yeah? Have you seen Poor Things? No, I haven't seen. I haven't really seen anything else. Ooh. But but yeah, it's a good. Um, it's a good. It's real good. I am I am stuck in a really love hate relationship now with Moonlighting because I'm into that season where. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that, Civil that, Shepherd's just like left the show. Mostly. Yeah, no, there was that, a, the that, last that one. They apart. had a they had a claymation Civil Shepherd, and then it like turned into a telephone. And oh, <laughs> like yeah. this is this is a real labor of love because this is getting really painful to watch. But yeah, no, the, that there were a couple seasons, there. and then one of the seasons, I think there was a writers' strike during one of their seasons, and they yep. and, and they and they kept going for some reason, and and it was just not the same. So yeah. I don't know how they managed to do that. The other unions must not have joined the the writers at all. But uh, whew, it was rough there. And then Just the whole Mark Harmon thing. Yeah. I think they wrapped it up with a good half season before they finally went tits up. But yeah, Joe, are are, are you part of the? Uh, are you past the in the show where um, Bruce Willis has done his uh, uh, album "Respect Yourself"? Has he already I done actually that marked yet? the name of the album is Return of Bruno. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> the single was Respect Yourself. Damn. Get it right. Damn. Um you love that the- I don't <laughs> I had that album and I listened to it profusely when I was in grade school. Hey, I'm not is gonna the, judge. Is the Seagram's uh, Golden Wine Cooler? Golden Wine Cooler era. Seagram's yeah. Golden I think Wine Cooler. Yeah, I th- I I'll have to look at the timeline, but I think Die Hard would have already been out by the time that I'm watching these episodes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. His, oh, yeah. his star was rising. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, he, for yeah. sure, it would have by then. Yeah. By then, definitely. He's yeah. probably already opened up like a Planet Hollywood or two. Yeah. No, no, no. Planet Hollywood was in 1993. Hmm. 
Okay. So, yeah. But I've got nothing good to look forward to. I got well, when I, well, when I worked at Ed DeBevix, that's when Planet Hollywood uh, opened up. Oh, yeah. Ed DeBevix. Oh, God. Shit. Did you used to walk around and insult people, Mark? Yes. I was a host. God. I was a Ed host. Ed wasn't that much of the – that was more dicks, right? But Yeah, more yeah. dicks. I mean, they were sassy at Ed DeBevix, but not – like completely, we had insane. a lot. We, we right. were very snarky, and we we pushed the envelope as far as we could. You know, I would have loved to have been having dinner there and then have Mark come up and try to be snarky to me. <laughs> that would have been funny. I was really good at it, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would have had a snark off. My, yeah. my my character's name was. Uh, I was a nerd, and I had a white uh, button down <laughs> shirt with the red bow tie. And really tight uh, blue slacks, and with floods. And uh, my my name was Toothpick because I was so skinny. I just remember there was one guy there that would like did this thing where he took a bunch of French fries and would throw them in the air and start chopping on them in midair. Yeah, I went there one time and he did that. It was pretty funny. He, he kind of reminded me of Jim Carrey a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was fun doing, you know, getting up on the counter and dancing and whatnot. A lot of people probably don't even know what we're talking about at Debevic, because that no, was really a Chicago don't. thing. So we should probably head into our theme, which is Joe Jans' theme. And uh, Joe... Get prepped for surgery. Yeah, I got to oh. say that you definitely made up for, you know, we talk, we, we've given him a lot of shit about Jet Mark, and I have given him a lot of shit about less or uh absolute zero and the uh hardcore Corey horror Feldman, yeah, hardcore horror. yeah but this one uh joe really redeemed himself so joe take it away okay i i want an opinion out of both of you we're gonna start with the skin i live in so mm-hmm. do you think it's okay oh, if we spoil the daylight out of this yes i i would i would say that uh <laughs> I, I mean yeah. never wants to spoil it <laughs> You, you're it's not 13 even years a, old. A chance to talk. Uh, I I would say we definitely there is one movie we definitely have to spoil because there's no way to talk about it without spoiling it, and that's Jacob's Ladder, and it's been out for so long. Um, yeah. But you know, whatever, it's up to you. I'm going to vote for. We're spoiling this because. Uh, right. Actually, all right, fine. I'll. I'll no, hold back. no, don't, no, no let's spoil but I it. Will, I will say no, this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying disappointment, just, you know, whatever you want to do. It's just everybody, everybody out there, if you haven't watched The Skin I Live In, maybe skip forward. Uh, yeah, skip because, forward. Because you want to, definitely want to watch this uh, without knowing much about Correct. it. So, uh, yeah, I would skip this part of it. Yeah, I, but yeah. no, I just, I'll just, I'll just give the synopsis. We won't oh. talk about the ending. Uh, a no, brilliant no. plastic you know, surgeon. We can, we can talk about the ending. We can certainly talk about you know because it's it's a big part of the movie. It's just I just feel like I just got so many audience. notes on about what happened. I just it's like uh, fuck. All right, fine. We're spoiling it. Spoil well, it. If you don't like it? Skip we ahead have, a few minutes. We have very loyal listeners that take the time to watch the films and they want to hear us talk about the film. That's that's. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, you have some loyal listeners that, you know, take the time to do it. I, I say do it. You know, if this is your first time listening to Cinescare, just skip ahead a little bit or pause it because this episode isn't going anywhere. And, you know, watch the film because 
I'm going to say right now, hands up, this is a great film. So just, you know, come back to the episode uh, after you watch this film because it's great. Or fast forward. Okay. So I'm going to spoil the daylights out of this and I'm going to give a off the cuff just because I've already watched it twice. Just here's what I think happened. I'm, it's this is a brief summary. So Antonio Banderas is a plastic surgeon. He's got a wife. He's got a daughter. And his mother lives with them. Uh, she sort of, sort of runs the house. I'm not going to go over every single detail about this movie, but I've already explained this like twice to two other people. So uh, anyway, what Antonio Banderas is unaware of is that his mother had another son with a different father. They don't really know it. They, they are aware that each other exists, but they are not aware of the fact that they are half-brother related. The half-brother ends up finding Antonio Banderas's wife. Some sort of love affair happens, and they decide to leave. And they're in a car wreck, and the car catches on fire. Antonio Banderas's brother escapes with some major facial scars but the last time he sees uh antonio banderas's wife she's completely engulfed in flames and he assumes that she's dead and uh it turns out she's not she is severely burnt but antonio banderas gets her and tries nursing her back to health he's been working on these synthetic skins to try to save uh her, her uh, outward appearance and they say she, the whole household lives like vampires. Like they took all the mirrors down so that she wouldn't see how horribly disfigured she'd been. Well, one day she starts feeling better and she goes walking towards the window and she catches her uh, reflection in the mirror or in the, uh, the window pane. She's horrified and jumps out the window, commits suicide. Unfortunately, she lands with an eyesight of her daughter that's down there playing. The daughter then goes crazy and they take her and they put her in a mental institution, try giving her a bunch of drugs, making her, you know, cope with her realities. Years later, uh, the story shifts focus to another gentleman by the name of, was that Vincent? Yeah, Vincent. Vincent. Mm -hmm. Vincent is a teenage-ish type boy that works for his mother in her dress shop. And uh, there's this big well-to-do wedding going to be going on in town and he actually somehow knew somebody who was able to get him in he goes to that while he's there he coincidentally catches eyes with antonio banderas's daughter who's been recently released from the mental ward and she's a very attractive young lady vincent and his daughter sort of hit things off he takes her out to the garden where he starts to have his way with her and then basically rapes her um in the midst of it, she decides to fight back and he backhands her and knocks her unconscious. He tries fixing her clothes, hops on his motorcycle, drives away. Just as Antonio Banderas is walking out into the garden looking for his daughter, Antonio Banderas sees her. She's knocked unconscious, tries to wake her up. And when she does awaken, she, the first face she sees is her father's and starts thinking that he was the one that raped her. So back to the mental institution she goes. And a couple weeks later, he takes a note. She takes a note from her mother and also jumps out the window, commits suicide. So Antonio Banderas decides he's going to find this kid on the motorcycle grabs him, lock, uh, chains him into a cave on his property, knocks him unconscious, and basically 
gives him a sex change operation against his will, turns him into a woman and gives him a whole new body and a whole new face. And his face magically looks a lot like Antonio Banderas's first wife and locks him up in this house and basically keeps, uh, what was her, her new name? Was it Vera? Vera, Vera, Vera. Vincent is now Vera and Vera is supposed to live the rest of her days in Antonio Banderas's house. And, uh, Eventually, you know, he gets to, you know, Antonio Banderas gets to nail her. So um, there's <laughs> other little things that go on. I, I, I'm, I'm making a point. Don't worry. Uh, eventually, Vera finds a gun, shoots Antonio Banderas, shoots his mother, escapes and goes back to the dress shop, walks up to his mom and says, I'm Vincent. Yeah. So that's basically the nutshell version. But what I'd like to reiterate is i've seen liam neeson in taken get revenge mm-hmm. you know you abduct his daughter and he's gonna come and hunt you and kill you and john wick you kill his dog he's gonna kill a whole bunch of people but antonio banderas yeah you rape his daughter i'm gonna turn you into a woman and fuck you <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's just the bare bones of it that's the most psychotic thing i could possibly think of Talk about ultimate revenge. So for those of you that stuck around through that, uh, I appreciate that. But can I, um, can I say so something, Joe? Go Wait. ahead, Mark. What did you think of this film? Well, I I watched I have it. A question. I rented it. I bought it. I, I, I'm thinking about buying this uh, film also, but I have a question. Did you just uh, tell the whole film off the top of your head or did you have it written down or something? No, or this did, is all off the top of my head. See, I've been I, thinking I, about I don't know this how nonstop. You do it. I, I don't know how you do it. I, I, I can't do that. You have a talent of uh, uh, the tongue or whatever. That sounded weird. Uh, Ask my wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Oh, no. Put that in a bumper. I just meant I can spin a yarn. Yeah. You know, I can you tell can, stories. You can, you can spin a yarn. You, as, yeah. as you just said it more mm-hmm. eloquently than I just did. Um. No, that's impressive. I, I, I would have to write all that down. Um, so very impressive. Um, what did I think of this film, Joe? I fucking loved this film. Um, this film is incredible, incredible. Can't believe I've never heard of this film. Um, I believe this is the first uh, Antonio Banderas film that we've ever reviewed on on uh, on our show. And yeah. man, I mean, what I a he show! Hasn't made, I don't know if he. I can't think of a horror movie he's made, I, has he? I can't. I can't think of a horror film that he's made either. Um, Puss and in this Boots is, was kind of horrific, but never saw. It. <laughs> I never saw that. Uh, but uh, it's a beautiful uh, melodrama slash revenge, as Joe said. And when I'm talking revenge, it is a revenge. I mean, what a fucked up psychological revenge film. Um, this is worse than the last house to the left. This is I, I can't think of a more fucked up way to to get revenge on somebody. I will um say though, Joe, I don't think Vincent raped her. It was pretty much it was He was pretty on much, his way. Well, no, no. She didn't well she don't all right, so we're on iffy grounds right here, so don't jump on me just now. But <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm saying she wasn't pushing away. She wasn't screaming until she heard her that song that her mother committed suicide when she jumped off the railing. That's when, and then he was confused. She was saying, no, 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 and all that. And he's just like confused. And then she just started fighting him. And then what he did bad was he slapped, you know, knocked her out, slapped her. So I don't, I could, I mean, he got off of her. But I mean, she was biting. But it was it was he didn't he didn't get iffy. off of her until after he backhanded her and she was knocked unconscious. He yeah. should have gotten off of her right. when okay. she started saying no yeah. before she bit him. But I agree. At the beginning, it was very consensual. Yes, of course. It also her the her expressions on her face gave you the idea that she was so. <sighs> out of society for so long, she really had no idea what he was even doing or right. what was going on. Right. And also, um, he was super high when all this was happening yep. too. So not, not that that's an excuse of what happened, but I, I, I mean, it was very iffy. It, there was like probably like a five to six, you know, seconds where he should have been off. He should have been off. Um, so, does that deserve what he got? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, well, he killed I mean, the girl. <laughs> he didn't kill her. He didn't I mean, kill her. He was responsible for right, pushing her over the I mean, edge and taking her own death. Killed yeah. her. Yeah. Well, that's not killing her. I mean, that's he's to blame. He's for to her blame. Death. Yeah. Yeah. For having sex with her. For her being for her killing herself. Why? Why is he responsible for her killing herself? Because of the- he was the instigator of the incident that pushed her over the edge and back into insanity. Yeah, I believe the song was. And he's he. I'm going back. I'm going back. Her. Well, yeah, he hit her, but I, I mean, I don't and know. Then raped her. I, I don't think he raped her. I don't think he raped her. I don't think he raped her. I think I that what like he was in the process of doing it, and then when she freaked out, she bit him on the hand and he backhanded her. I don't think I mean, he might have been like just start. I don't know. He, he was really he was super high, but that, I mean, but it, it was it, he didn't it was continue wrong after her. that. No, yeah, I mean, he didn't. I don't know that he and, deserved. I don't think it. You know, the punishment fit the crime certainly. But, I don't know. But the dad. I mean, he had every reason to believe that this guy raped and, and absolutely, you know, absolutely, yeah. yes, yes, I, yeah. I'm not blaming the dad for what he did. I mean, I mean, what a hell of a way. I mean, chop off everything and and then the the that creepy scene where well, you don't want your vagina to you know uh, seal up, seal up. So here are your tools <laughs> to. Keep it, I mean, golly, and just uh, what psychologically what that did to Vincent, it, it's in, is, is insane. And um, yeah, what, what I a will way. say this Antonio Banderas, he did a really good job. Yeah. yeah well, really she good. was hot. Yeah. She, yeah. Oh my God. She was like flawless. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness. Um, yeah. Um, oh, um, I, I got uh, one thing to say about it before Matt. Um, 
I love the scene and it's 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 such a short scene, but this is how good this film is. I love the scene where Antonio's character is putting wire around the small tree to transform its branches where he prefers it to go. And mm-hmm. it shows that, you know, where his, tree. Yeah, uh, where his mind frame of manipulating, uh, even when he's not manipulating uh, uh, Vincent, you know, manipulating the branches where he wants it to go. That's what he was doing to Vincent. So even on his off time, he's manipulating on how he wants things to go. There was just, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw that, but I'm just like, oh my God, it, it's, it, it's so good. Yeah. I, I, my only other note that I had is I'll bet a hundred dollars that Mark has that same tiger costume. Yeah. The guy wore at the beginning. What do you think? I'm a furry or something. (laughs) What do you think? I'm a furry. All right. So we're going to move on to Matt. Matt, this is where you usually tell us that you didn't like it as much as Mark and I did. (laughs) I I loved this. I thought that was great. Um, uh, I liked all the, well, there's one movie on this that I, I've never really liked that much, but, but, it's fine. I, I think it's, but I, I don't. I didn't dislike any of these movies, um, but uh, th- this one I, is by far my favorite, and and uh, one of the better movies I've seen in a while. I, I'd never, I'd never heard of this either. I don't believe I'd ever heard of it, and it was never on my radar. Uh, it basically functions as a rape revenge, basically. Um, but there's a lot of layers to this because you don't really know quite what's happening. You know, who who uh, the girl is in that room for a while. Like, who exactly is this girl? And and then when you find out that um, when you find out that this is someone who's there you know, against their own will, and he made them look like someone else. I, I had thought that it might be like his wife or something like that, and and that the 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 guy in the tiger costume who comes and who's the daughter or he's the son. He's basically the guy, he's basically Antonio. His half brother. His half brother, right? Yeah. Uh, when he comes in, it presents this whole other scenario and it's it just it, the show like this movie kind of goes in one direction and you're thinking it's going to become this movie and then it cuts over and becomes something else and it just keeps shifting but the shifts all make sense they're not uh, unlike another movie that we're going to be talking about the, the shifts in this don't feel like it's manipulation it, it just feels like this is how the story is going, and I'm assuming it's going to be this kind of movie. But when we find out what is really going on, it doesn't. It it, it seems completely logical, you know. And it's not. There's no. I don't feel like the audience is that. There's no logic here, and that the audience is being manipulated. Um, and and so I I felt like oh that makes now that actually makes a lot of sense. And and every reveal not only made sense, but felt way more satisfying than the direction you thought it was going to go, which that's hard to do. Like, you know, the, yeah. you know, um, the idea of taking a film or taking, uh, your own, uh, preconceived notions of what's going to happen, uh, based on what you've seen in the past and, and your prior viewings of other movies and then flipping that and having it still feel like it is grounded in the reality of the story that that is fantastic um and then 
you know, what ha- you, you do feel for that kid that, you know, what's happening to him. Um, but, you know, every, every uh, decision that he makes along the way is, is so incredibly well done too. And the, the, you know, when he, when he comes in, when the police, I don't know, is it a police officer who's confronting? Well, it's his, it's his uh, partner, right? Partner. Yeah, it's yeah, his yeah. partner. One of the yeah. surgeons who was there that assisted with the operation on the kid. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so when he's confronting Antonio Banderas, the, the kid could have, you know, waited for him to leave and then said, yeah, get me help. But instead, you know, she, I guess at this point, is is not thinking in terms of 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 him getting arrested. She's thinking in terms of complete revenge. So, Correct. uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's you, you, you think this is going to be a rape revenge, straightforward rape revenge film. And it turns out to be completely different and, a, and, and a different kind of revenge, I guess in a way, sort of rape. There's two revenges. But, yeah. Yes. Two revenges. Yeah. Um, it's so original. Revenge. It's so original. Right. Yeah. Incredible film, and so mm-hmm. uh, if you've skipped a skipped ahead past all of this to to uh, get to the next movie, uh, I we all highly recommend you watch this if you if you haven't seen it before because it's it's incredible. So. Actually, we'll 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 put in a little uh, at forty one minutes and twenty three seconds. Come back at the beginning when we're saying skip. <laughs> That'll help. Yeah, because Mark does all the post-production yeah, work. Yeah, Mark, Mark I, that, that'll be easy for you to edit that in there. I do everything on the show. They mm-hmm. don't do anything. Yeah. They just coast on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so great one. Coattails. Great one, Joe. Great one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was awesome, Joe. All right, so next film is uh, the infamous... 1990 Jacob's Ladder. Mourning his dead child, a haunted Vietnam War veteran attempts to uncover his past while suffering from a severe case of disassociation. To do so, he must decipher reality and life from his own dreams, delusions, and perceptions of death. Matt, what did you think? Uh, I, I've never been a big fan of this movie. I, I, I remember when it first came out... Um, I, I think it's fine, but I, I I feel like this. And then again, spoilers on this one. This is this one even more than the last one is impossible to talk about without talking about the ending, especially if you don't really well, this care is for 34 it. years old. Right. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, is it really, then skip yeah, ahead 1990. Um, uh, another 15 or so minutes. But uh, I have just I've never cared for this one. I feel like the ending makes everything that came before it a complete waste of time. I, I just think there's complete late leaps in logic. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I feel like it's sort of uh, I, I feel like it. And I felt like this at the time when I first saw it uh, was that it was trying to jump on the, the coattails of of uh, uh, Angel Heart. And it has a look that's similar to Angel Heart. Certainly not the same movie, but it's it has you know felt like it had to have this big reveal at the end. But the problem is that you went through all of this, and it's a long movie, and there are long stretches of it that I'm just I don't care what's happening at all. I don't believe much hour of what's and fifty three minutes. Yeah, and and uh, I you know if this was shorter, if it was closer to an hour and a half, it might have been a little bit more palatable. 
but I just I just didn't care. I just I, I, I don't find much to care about in this. And then the ending, I just feel is one big joke. And this is the movie I was talking about when I was like, I felt like the whole movie is just one big manipulation. And and it's not it's not like it, it looks good certainly and there are things i like about it i love the girlfriend i think she's great um and there are you know i i feel like if it had just gone a little more dream logic it would it would it would make more logical sense in terms of its ending but it doesn't it it spends a lot of times trying to manipulate the audience with red herrings about what's really going on in this whole this whole uh lsd uh, I guess subplot that then in the end doesn't really even make any sense. Like what, what, everything that happened up to the point where he dies at the end is just happening in his head. And that doesn't make it. Then, then that means that the whole two hours we've, or practically two hours that we just spent, it, it's bullshit. And so, you know, I, 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 and happened in an instant. Right, exactly. And happened happened while he was dying. Right, yeah. Uh, and and there was a long part when he gets injured in Vietnam. There's a long part of this where he's kind of slithering around. So he's not sub, he's not unconscious at that point. So I'm assuming he doesn't get unconscious until he gets finally gets some help. And so yeah, like you said, he he it happens really quickly. And but he has this whole life that he lived including a lot of scenes that that should you know seem like they should have some weight behind them and have mean something in the end and they wind up in the end not meaning a goddamn thing uh this whole thing with macaulay culkin who uh, was interesting it's not even credited like i was looking in the credits and they don't even show macaulay culkin. he's not even credited in this movie i'm not i don't know how that's possible he had lines yeah. in several scenes it's not like he just popped in and and we see his face like Anyway, because I was looking at watching the credits and I was like, what? Macaulay Culkin. And I had to rewind just to make sure that I I was seeing what I was seeing. But he wasn't even credited. I didn't um, even know he wasn't uh, credited in it. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Um, yeah. Just but the only do, reason I saw it. And then I looked it up on IMDb and it says Macaulay Culkin, uh, parentheses, uncredited. Do we even know that that part is true? I, no, I mean, it could just, it, it seems to me like, like, how did all this happen? Because it, 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 by the time, yeah. so if he's does he in, really have a kid? Is he really married? Does he yeah. really have two other boys that survived? And, and did he you get know? a lawyer? I mean, what does he have? Is this a yeah. dream logic lawyer? You know, there's just, it, it's not weird enough to really be dream logic. You know what I mean? And, and it's, well, and it, now wait, there is one thing like, in this dream, um, chiropractors are like gods <laughs> and can do whatever the hell they want. Get out of my way. I'm a chiropractor. That's true. I'll do whatever I damn well please. I'm Danny Aiello. Yeah, I so. know. Hey, you got to love Danny Aiello, though. <laughs> I do like him in this. Um, I just love he's like in a, a unknown hospital somewhere. And he just goes in and takes yeah. Tim Robbins out of there. And all he has to do is tell people, I'm a chiropractor. Oh, sorry, sir. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. you were a chiropractor. Yeah. Please. Yeah. 
by all means. Do you means. need any help? Can I can I bring him to your car for you? Exactly. As if medical doctors are so like they acquiesce. Like they wouldn't be like, looking their nose down at him. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and when they bring him into the emergency room, he's like, call my chiropractor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh go, well, sorry. Duh. You act yeah. like we've never done this before. Um <laughs> So I just I I feel like it's kind of a dumb movie. It's worth checking out uh, because I know a lot of people love this thing. I've never understood why. And and I, I saw it when it came out. Never watched it again until now, and I have no desire to ever watch this again. Uh, I'll give it three cuts because I definitely think it's there are a lot of I, I think you know obviously Adrian, uh, what's his name, Line or Lynn. The director, he's he's obviously a great director. He directed you know, uh, um, uh, Fatal Indecent Attraction. Proposal, Flashdance, Fatal, uh, yeah, Fatal oh, Attraction, Nine and a Half Fatal Weeks. Attraction. He definitely has some skills as a director, especially in terms of how things look and setting up, you know, a story and all that. So he, he you know, there's yeah, there's a lot. Fatal here. Attraction. <clears throat> there's a lot here to really like, uh, but overall, I I feel like it's one of those movies that manipulates you just for the sake of manipulation and they had the writer who by the way i think was the writer for ghost which explains a lot um <laughs> he, he also Fuckers. i feel like he had an idea like this would be a really cool ending and and just built up everything to try and and get there i, I just i i didn't buy this one but uh i, I i'm a, probably being a little harsher on it than i than i um than I really feel about it. I, I think it's just okay. And it's definitely worth checking out. I wouldn't say, Oh, it's terrible. Don't watch it. Cause I know a lot of people do like it. So it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it, but, um, but it's, it's, it's by far my least favorite of your picks. Mark, go ahead. Um, no, Matt, I mean, it, it definitely, um, everyone has their opinion. I love this film. Um, I already knew this film was great. I just forgot how intriguing and deep this film really was. Um, I, in my opinion, I love how Jacob uh, pops in and out of death through uh, throughout the movie. Uh, the viewer thinks he's having flashbacks when he's actually being brought back to life. Um, he's like in and out of consciousness. He's close to death. He's on the table um, and they're bringing him back and he's, back in Vietnam. Um, That's where I got, got from it. There's so many different interesting ways to look at this film and um, decipher this film. And I think that's what makes this film so intriguing to a lot of people and why so many people love this film. Um, I think Jacob is going through purgatory. That's what's, happening he's going through purgatory he's going up jacob's ladder literally that's the name of the film he's ascending to jacob's you know ladder danny uh aiello is his guardian angel basically is what's happening there that's when he's in the hospital he's in purgatory that's danny aiello that's his guardian angel coming in here it's like you know what is this barbarism and all that like what are you doing and that's why he's so upset and he grabs you know the walking stick and he's gonna play batter up you know he's he's protecting these that's his angel taking care of him um macaulay culkin's uh character's name is gabe it's literally it's you know gabriel um elizabeth uh pina 
is, uh, of course, a showstopper who played uh, Jezebel. Jezebel, who is in the Bible, is uh, symbolically uh, associated with false prophets. So she was never uh, a thing for, you know, she was a false prophet, just like as a wife, you know, it was a false wife. Uh, there's just so many ways you can, you know, look at this film if you go a little bit deeper and whatnot. I'm not saying Matt's wrong with his opinion. I, you know, there are people that do not like this film. Um, also, um, no, it's I, 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 I think that um, there are a lot of things with uh, the Bible that you could really take from, you know, and it's just purgatory and it's just, you know, Danny Alelo uh, just uh, basically said, you know, in the film, it's like, you know, you have to purge these uh, demons. And once you do the demons, you can ascend up the ladder. And it was basically his son ascending him up to heaven because he let go of all the things he was hanging on to, you know, with his, the death of his son. So, yes, I do believe that Gabriel, he did have his sons and all that. And he was married to. Um, his first wife, Gabriel died. He goes off to Vietnam. He gets killed. So all of that was real. And that's just his son, him dealing with his son and his son saying, you know, taking him up to heaven. That's, that's what I got out of it. I don't know if I'm right. Matt could be right. Um, I'm not sure what Joe's opinion of it, but I think this is a really good film. I think it, it goes really deep and it's really intriguing to have conversations about this film. And that's what makes for me, that's what makes this film so enjoyable for me. I, I hate to say this, but I actually agree with both of you. Hmm. If that's possible. So, um, yeah, I don't like this film because I don't like being a sucker. And that's basically what it is, is, you know, they tease you along for two hours just to tell you, oh, nothing ever happened. And that, mm. that irks me, but I respect the movie because it's the most famous, it's infamous for that ending. It is the, uh, like number one, you know, double cross ending movie ever that everybody talks about. Oh, it's like a Jacob's ladder scenario. He was dreaming the whole time, you know, oh, yeah, I, I've heard okay. that phrase over and over and over again. Now, that being said, um, uh -oh. I don't think he's, uh, you know, mourning his dead child or any of that other stuff. I think this is what this is a portrayal of what was going through his head as he was dying. And if that means purgatory, that's a pretty decent explanation for it. Um, that being said, when this movie was coming out, I remember the trailers and just could not wait to see it because some of the imagery that they had in that trailer was mm -hmm. so horrifying. The doctor with no eyeballs that's, you know, about to uh, give him a treatment via syringe, the mm -hmm. cars driving by with or these... the head shaking thing is the big. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And that was tremendous. And, I've always been a big fan of his name's Pruitt, Pruitt Taylor Vince. He was the guy, Paul, that came to yeah. him. He was also an identity. He's got this thing about him where he can look at you dead on, but his eyeballs like just twitch back and forth in his head. And it's so creepy. And he does that in identity too. And he's in this and 
he was doing it. He was talking to Tim Robbins and it's just, it's creepy. Um, it is a great cast. Like I said, of course, Dana Aiello, uh, Jason Alexander's in this film, Eric LaSalle's in this film. Um, Ving Rhames for God's sakes is in this film. And I forgot all these things until I started watching it again. But I I'm like, Matt, I watched this when this thing came out on VHS for rental. I haven't watched it since then. Now that I've seen it again, I'm probably never going to watch it a third time. But I, it, it has some respect for me. Um, mm-hmm. Not as much respect as everyone apparently now has for chiropractors, but it's got <laughs> some. So, I mean, I mean, can, can we all agree that all of the um, all of his uh, uh, non buddies they are all dead too, and they are all in purgatory, and they are all dealing with it at the same time. Also, correct. Can we can we agree on that? Because I I, mean, I no. can't agree with that. I don't no. know. Hmm. I mean, they could that, all be that, dead. That doesn't make any sense. They could all be alive. Yeah, uh, we're only seeing just because through his. Well, I mean, I mean, what, I mean, I mean, some could be dead and some could be still alive. Uh, they're in sure. pur- purgatory. Are they going to hell or are they going to heaven? They're all dealing with it. I think that um, the guy with the yeah, BDIs, but those would be seven different movies. Yeah, we're only seeing this guy. This is that's just a, from his perspective. Right. I, I mean, I, right, I feel like that's but, part of the logical problem with this is that – and, and why it feels like we got yanked around so much is because there's so much story that doesn't make sense in terms of it being a purgatory situation. Just because but, but that's what I thought was so great about that because they did prolong it. It, it, it was it, – I, I thought it was called you know character building and whatnot. But just know? because you're in his story doesn't mean you're dead. Jason Alexander was in his story. He's not dead. No, no, he he's real? in purgatory. Was he? Yeah, real? he's in he's in purgatory. It, exactly, that's what was going on. He was in purgatory. Why? See, but the guy that they was telling with the BZ. Well, sure. Why not, man? It, purgatory is it's whatever well, if any you can place think is of. Going to have a lawyer, it would be purgatory. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel chewing like that ice, chewing that ice, and get that coldness because you're in you're in purgatory. The the movie is all in this guy's head as he's dying apparently yeah. and everyone and so, yeah it's deeper that than that is whatever he is dreaming as his yeah. as whatever neurons are firing off and, the and, only characters we know for sure that actually exist are the characters in his platoon that we are introduced to before he gets stabbed right anybody after that point in the film could be a complete figment of his imagination. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that because the guy who created the BZ LSD, you know, at, at the end of the film, when they're in that little tunnel and he's going, this is what we gave you. You killed each other. You killed everybody. That's why I'm saying that he's in purgatory. And when that guy, the, the, the doctor was telling him about that, he's in purgatory himself dealing with that and and so that's how it all developed i know i know it's reaching i know I, there's reaching here and there and that guy it's, could be it's, it's all <laughs> no really that guy yeah, uh I hate dang. That explanation seriously that really that guy michael played by matt craven could Love also him. be a figment of your imagination yeah you you don't know that he exists at all ever did because he wasn't introduced in that first five minutes ten minutes of the movie you didn't see him in Vietnam with everyone else. Yeah. 
Okay, so so I, I will say, I, I know we got to move on, but I will say, uh, yeah, remember the ending of the credits, you know, and they said, you know, BZ and they did the LSD. I think that's the one thing they should have left out. I'm like, well, why would you even put that in? You know, yeah. like, well, yeah, because at that's that point, I believe nothing. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, them putting that thing in about the LSD, the BZ, yeah, call, calls into question. What the fuck did we just watch? Like, there's nothing that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Then. That's like, the only yeah. thing I don't like, like about he- the film. I felt like this movie was hedging its bets all the way through and never really made a decision, and and then left it up to mm-hmm. I guess you to cut, you do the the heavy lifting yourself after it's over. But by that point, I just didn't give a shit. I I I think they uh, they made a really bad decision at the end to put that in at the end of the film just to make a statement or something. It's like oh the BZ thing. It's like you should have left it alone. You should have left it alone. But hey, that was a good conversation. What's next, Jim? All right, we're gonna walk down the hall to the shot corridor. Oh yeah, way back from. 1963. This movie is 61 years old. Oh, Jesus. So I think it's safe to spoil it. And I also think it's safe to say that nobody else has seen this. Um, I'm not sure there's anything to spoil, really. (laughs) No, no. It kind of wrote itself. Yeah, yeah. But it's got character. Hell Uh, yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. Bent on winning a Pulitzer Prize, a journalist commits himself to a mental institution to solve a strange and unclear murder. Um, Matt, why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us off with your opinion? Oh, this was, I loved this movie. This was Hell yeah. so good. Um, uh, I, I love the line where the, uh, who's the, the guy that they said did the, or the, that did the killing? Uh, what was his name? Wel- Welsh or Wilkes? Wilkes. 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 Uh, he had a line when he's when he's given um, the main guy when spoilers. He's, yeah. Well, hey, we're fucking spoiling on this episode apparently. Um, uh, when he's given the tour to the main guy, he said uh, he was talking about there's a women's ward, and uh, he, he said I used to work over there, but he said the nympho ward got too dangerous for me, and he had this look like I was expecting him to follow that up with. If you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then there's a scene where there's a party going on, and I where the hell is this this nympho ward? Because all he does is go through a door, and he's surrounded by these nymphomaniac women, who all are big or not big, but they're all t- they seem relatively tall, and they're all attractive, and 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 you hear and they're and, Amazon nymphos, yeah, Amazon nymphos, and and he. It, you hear his his inner monologue Voice over, go. Yeah. His inner monologue goes nymphos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved. I would love to have that. Just that sound bit. Um, the only one I was scared of like in, in the nympho be, room as like a ring. It should be your text alert message. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nympho. The, o- the only female in that nympho room that I was scared of was a Japanese one. The Japanese. Uh, lady scared the shit out of me. She had the creepiest fucking look on her face, man. I, I wouldn't want to fuck with that one. Um, at times, it almost played like a spoof. Uh, almost, it felt like an airplane movie because they, when they when they're they they had visiting day and the, and and the the guys like doing his whatever. Uh, 
motions he's doing and the and the wife is walking with him like just bawling as they walk by a giant sign that says do not excite the patients it it almost played like it was like a movie made by the guys who made airplane how has this not gone on mst3k is oh, beyond me yeah no kidding or or riff tracks they should do yeah something. you know something with that and uh just the, the the side characters, the the uh, the the guy who played uh, the he was I guess he was sort of pretending to be a Civil War uh, general. That's played by Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh, P. Coltrane. Roscoe yep. P. Yeah, from from the old Dukes of Hazard movie, and and he has <laughs> he's got like a fantastic <laughs> monologue in this. It's like. I don't know how long it was, but he, he had a big uh, speech in this, and I, it was uh, pretty incredible. Um, let's see. All right, where am I? Who? who oh, oh, the 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 guy, the the great big fat guy that lives or slept in the bed next to him. Yes. was amazing. He's like, so good. Where? Pagliacci? Yeah. Where where did he come from, and why haven't I seen him in other films? I looked on the IMBD uh, thing, and I don't know what. I mean, he he did so much like TV work. He should have he he should have been nominated for uh, best supporting actor or something. He was so yeah. good. Yeah, he was amazing. Oh, his name is uh, Larry Tucker. Uh, and he really didn't do that many movies. He was in Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, uh, which I remember that movie. Um, and then uh, I don't, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, but some stuff that I don't really know, but he was really good. Like he, he was so kind of creepy, but at the same time, just sort of al- almost like a, a neutral, like an mice, animal mice and men kind of like right. Lenny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. It, it he His was, was a nominee. Great. He was a nominee for a Golden Globe for most promising newcomer. Hmm. From this movie, or yeah, or, yeah. Um, but he's yeah. he's won Emmys. Hmm. He was a oh, writer actually. Tell prime oh. time uh, for the Danny K show actually. Oh, oh, love oh wow! Danny K. He also wrote and Bob he, and uh, Ted and Ken- oh, yeah, Bob and yeah. Ted and Carol. Yeah, yeah. Huh, Danny K. Yeah, Kurt- he was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, he's he he was fantastic. Um, mm. Who who else? There was somebody else I wanted to. Um, oh, Her- Harry Rhodes, who played Trent. Uh, yes, yes, he yeah, he, the he guy, was great. Trent was great, and that whole his whole thing where he he you know he's he's African American, but he played a guy who was racist and was a, a Klan member, but or not he, yeah. not that he was playing it, but that's that was his his mental issue was that psychosis. He, yeah, yeah. His psychosis was that he was a racist, uh, guy in the KKK and, and talking, uh, you know, d- disparagingly about black people. Um, that it, it, and, and so and there were all these little vignettes like that, that the, that our main character would meet up with one of these guys to try and get information from them. And, and, and each of them had a, a just an interesting story. And, uh, you know, I liked the guy who had been, he had worked, on the atomic bomb, that, that character, that whole scene was really interesting. And, and then meanwhile, our, our main character is kind of losing his mind as well. And it was very believable. I thought it was a a really interesting, I I really liked this one. This was, this was a lot of fun and, and kind of just a weird, almost David Lynch kind of weirdness. It It was, it was really cool. 
So this is another. This is probably uh, my. Let me think. Was it my second favorite? Yeah, it's probably my second favorite uh, of these movies, next to the skin. I mean, the skin I live in, I think, is just that is that was something else. But uh, this was. I thought I really enjoyed it. Mark, what did you think? I loved it. I I from the beginning shot of the circle coming, you know, towards you. I'm just like. I, like I knew it was black and white, but um, the the acting I was just enjoying the acting and whatnot at the beginning. You know, it's just you know the dialogue. I was enjoying how you know they spoke back in the day because what this was a uh, 1963. Yeah. So I mean, it 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 kind of felt like more of a 40s or you know dialogue. Damn it, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Johnny. Like Matt's really good at it. He he did this zombie uh on a resort island uh black and white uh short <laughs> and it he he Matt nails the dialogue and the dialect. It's it's good. Do it. Do it, Matt. Do it. But say what? The dialect. That'd be funny. The 40. What, what line? The, <laughs> what do I say? I we would just just talk in the dialect. Say, Mark, you're a fucking idiot, and I hate you. Mark, you're a fucking idiot, and I hate you. <laughs> Can I say, Mark, you're a fucking idiot, and I hate you? <laughs> Mark, you're, Mark, you're a fucking idiot. I hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, but then um, when he um, uh, just shout out to the to the lead who played Johnny, uh, Peter uh, Breck. I thought he was great too. Um, never seen him before, but his acting was phenomenal too. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when he just lost his shit, and you know, I was going, "Oh, he's going to be that lead role," and then he just loses his shit in the doctor's office, and he's kicking, and you know, I mean, he just goes ape shit like uh, Marlon Brando act, acting or uh, James Dean acting in a in a way. I was Nicholas like, Cage. No, no, no. It's better than Nicholas Cage. Oh. Nick Cage remake Shock Corridor. Oh shit! I'll watch that. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, but yeah, uh, Matt touched on a lot of uh, my notes. Um, I really thought uh, Henry uh, or Harry Rhodes, who played Trent, uh, when he put the the mask on and he stood up and he's just screaming. Um, I'm just. I was just mesmerized by it. I was just like staring at him. And same with um, uh, that big guy. I love even that one part where uh, that one guy would, after they had breakfast and the one guy's uh, throwing up the pills and the big guy's just grabbing it and putting it in his mouth. Like he's not even like the guy's not even throwing up pills, but pretending to throw up the pills and he's just grabbing it and putting pretend pills in his mouth. There was so many different things. Um, uh, another thing I read in uh, like the trivia, um, so it was just like one corridor, and it went down. And to make it the corridor look longer, they would have little people uh, walk back and forth that would make them look like regular people because it, it it was all this was all done done on a, a soundstage, and I believe and, there was no exterior shots either. And that. That's this is my mistake. I read that trivia too. Yeah. And I read it like within the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> that was ruined for me. <laughs> and oh. I could not 
every time I saw those guys, those little people back in the, so all I could do was focus on them. And they're just, they have no lines. They look so depressed. Like they've been there all day long. They got their hands in their pockets and they're just sort of back like, and forth. Munchkin yeah, walking yeah. back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad for them. It was yeah. great. Um, yeah. Was was that it? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Mark, okay. There was two other things that I could not get over that you guys didn't bring up. Number one was uh, why when they have these, I guess, dream sequence shots, this movie shot in black and white, almost. The shots of Japan were in full color. And there was another scene, like, was it Africa mm-hmm. or something like that they were referring to? Full color. Yeah. Why didn't they just suck the color right out of it and make it a black and white film? Yeah, I don't know. They used, it, um, so, um, they used a footage from a um, stock film from a film that was never released. And they just used it. And they said, uh, you know, I dreamt a bit in, you know, he said, I, I, I dreamt it in color. But that makes no sense either. It's because why yeah, would they? Because it it's in yeah, black and white. There was no color back there then. There was no color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So um, <laughs> anyway, that just took me out of it a bit. Um, the other thing is Kathy. So this um, this hopeful Pulitzer Prize winning writer is married to a stripper. Or a skin dancer, no, as they call no, her it's a in the girlfriend. movie, and I, she's one hell of a canary, but she's a terrible dancer. Did you guys, yeah, sit through and acknowledge just how terrible of a dancer she was when she was doing? Yeah, we she did was, not she need to see that entire scene, but it, she it was just yeah. her oh. hips. It was just her hips. Going yeah, she just shook side her hips to side, from left to right. It. Just like, yeah. what can you do? It's like she was like, doing the this twist. This is what I yeah. got. She she yeah. had she had some legs though. Uh, she had some cool. legs. I, I thought it was cool that she, they chose that for that job for her. Yeah. I, I kind of liked that. And then and then the it's other, just such an odd pairing. Yeah. And, why and, would and he the, have to have a stripper as a wife? Because she was hot. It's his girlfriend, not wife. They're not. Yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah. It was yeah. a girlfriend. But I love the boa whatever wrapped around at the beginning. She looked like a fucking muppet when, when yeah. she was singing, and it was just uh the boa, you yeah. know, feathers yeah. just going. Yeah. She looked like a muppet. I was like, yeah. "Oh, what is this?" I like the two dancers that were in the always. They were always in the in the dressing room, dressing room, sitting yeah. there. And what? And when they pop in the first time, the one is saying, "The only stripping is when you go fully nude or something like that." It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to the next patient. We're going to 1988, and we're talking about dead ringers. So twin, identical twin gynecologists take full advantage of the fact that nobody can tell them apart until their relationship begins to deteriorate over a woman. Go figure. So, Mark, why don't you uh, start us off on Dead Ringers, starring Jeremy Irons, of course. And it's David Cronenberg film from 1998. Yeah, David Cronenberg. We've been, you know, doing a lot of David Cronenberg, which I'm okay with. Um, Well, first off, I would like to say how much... I love the opening credits and music by uh, Howard Shore. It's just a beautiful, soft opening. I, I love, you know, the graphics that they did and just how subtle it was. thought it was great. I had seen Dead Ringers back in the 90s, and I remember it fondly. 
But after rewatching the film, I wouldn't really consider this film horror. I suppose this is a thriller. I mean, it's considered horror or body horror, but I don't really so much, even with the body horror. I mean, the only um, body horror we really see is just when he's attached to his brother with that umbilical cord. He starts biting it. Other than that, there's not much body horror in in it, which is fine. I mean, I love Jeremy Irons in this film, and I watched an interview of him describing how he changed or switched roles for the scenes. And so for the role of Elliot, the, um, the more, uh, the seductive one, the more abrasive one, he would act from his forehead and be more forward. When he did with Beverly, he would act from his throat, like someone's choking him. So if you rewatch the film, and I watch, I rewatch some of the scenes. I didn't rewatch the whole film just to watch if he's acting from his forehead, but I watched some scenes and all that, and you can kind of see that um, how he did that, and that's how you know they did, you know, that's how he uh, basically just uh, morphed into one character to the other because they would do back to back scenes for that. Um, I don't know, I. For some reason, this this film, I, I like I said, I remembered it fondly. Um, but when I rewatched it, I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, I just basically just loved watching Jeremy Irons uh, perform because I think Jeremy Irons is a really great, great actor. But other than that, um, yeah, it just didn't ring true with me, guys. I, I don't know why I didn't enjoy this film as much as I had before. That's all right. That's totally fine. Yeah. Matt, Matt, were you equally as disappointed? You're unmuted. You're muted, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I like this one. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it, and uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I agree. It's I'm not, you know, I think because it's Cronenberg – it's it's considered horror and and there's i suppose some i guess you know kind of body horror certainly involved in it um and certainly it's you know they're kind of diabolical in what they do a little bit but or at least you know that the creation of the of those tools that he wants to use are is pretty interesting uh and actually uh from what i read cronenberg got the idea for those tools from a, a far side um a far side cartoon for in the what? back of that Sean Larson yeah. far side. Wow. Seriously, there was one. It was a, a a cartoon that had to do with, you know, one of uh, Far Side's main or recurring characters were the cows, right? And I guess there was there was a cartoon. I, I I didn't look it up to see what it was, but it was called Cow Tools. Was the the name of the cartoon? And it was tools made by cows for what they would need. And that set him into thinking about this idea. Um, and, and actually, the shots where they show the twins on screen together uh, were accomplished with a, 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 one of the first uses of, of uh, computer-controlled uh, photography. Um, let's see. 
uh, I, I, it's sort of similar to what you said, but I, I, I read that uh, during filming, he kept track of whether uh, Jeremy Irons kept track of whether he was playing Elliot or Beverly uh, by always playing with the probably this is what this is probably the same thing you're saying, Mark, he, uh, whether he was on the balls of his feet or. Uh, with his weight, that's on what his, I are on his heels. On his yeah. heels, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but it's pr- probably the same thing, you know. If if he's playing Elliot and he's kind of leaning forward, you know, with the playing, forehead, yeah, and he plays Beverly and he's he's leaning back or whatever. Um, Robert De Niro actually turned down this role because he felt uncomfortable playing a gynecologist. Seems like an odd. Thank God, I would not want to see Robert De Niro do this fucking role. No way. Why? I can't. I I don't know. I I, I just don't think. It, De Niro could could have pulled it off for some reason. Not, no, uh, he's saying. not a really good actor, I guess. What? Um, he doesn't quite have the chops. Actually, William Hurt was the first choice. William Hurt would have been great. William Hurt would have been great. Far superior of yeah. an actor. I'm not um, saying De Niro's like a bad actor. <laughs> Fuck sakes. Joe thinks Raging Bull fucking sucks, which is absolutely asinine. I still can't. I can like, pull it off. That's the writing. <laughs> it's not the writing, Jesus. But no, I'm. I'm just saying, uh, his acting has been not good for a long time, for a very long time. No, yeah. I mean, it, what, what? What was it? 1988. Dead Ringers came out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I don't think. I, I don't think he could have done it. As good as uh, Jeremy Irons. I want to see a remake with Army Hammer. Playing both of these, <laughs> yeah, I, I would Tom watch Cruise it. I would in. watch it. Yeah. I would watch uh, that too. I mean, narcissists, fucking, they're they're crazy. Um, but yeah, I think this is a, a pretty good movie overall. It's I don't think it's one of Cronenberg's better movies, um, but it's a, it's interesting. I, I I think it's definitely if you if you liked this, I I actually prefer the. TV series that just came out with Rachel Weiss playing the twins. Uh, and they both incidentally are, uh, it's interesting because in this movie, Elliot is the male name and Beverly is the female name, right? But they're both men in the TV show. They keep the names, but it's like Elliot is the female or is the oh, male name like on a that. female. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so, like that. So it kind of works. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it's it's very similar situation. They've just kind of updated everything a little bit. And and like the idea of of her of of him dating that that actress, uh, one of the Beverly in the TV show dates an actress as well. And 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 then the 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 crazy like red garb that they wear in this they clinic. Use it. It's really interesting. They use that in it too. And, and there's a lot of similarities that, but the TV show obviously goes further and does more, does different stuff with it, but it's definitely worth checking out. I, I didn't, it wasn't like something I fell in complete love with, but I definitely, we, we, we really enjoyed it. That's for sure. So yeah, but anyway, this, this is a good movie. Yeah. I, I, I forgot to touch on one thing. Um, I did like uh, the fact of, the whole um, espionage um, of both Jeremy Irons, you know, the brothers, you know, uh, basically gaslighting and uh, going in and out, you know, with this actress. That that was that was fun because it was creepy. It's like, what? Why are you doing it? That? that was the creepy part of it, and that was like pretty much 
throughout like half of the film. So that was fun to watch. I always enjoyed watching that. Mm. I, one of my, I had very few notes on this. I'm, this is the same sort of scenario that I had with Jacob's ladder where I rented it when it came out on VHS and I watched it and I had heard all these, you know, Oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. And I watched it and didn't think too much of it. I'm sure I probably thought that I liked it back in 1988, rewatched it again now. And, you know, okay. I've seen it. Am I a huge fan of this? No, yeah. uh, it's an interesting storyline, but I think the, the part that I was most disappointed in is I thought, back in 1988 that I considered this a horror film. And now I'm looking at it and I don't see a lick of horror in it. Um, yeah. You know, like what Mark said, that umbilical cord from one brother to the other is really all I could see. I, you know, I agree with Matt though. I like the, the HR Geiger looking, looking tools that he has made, but yeah, those are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish we had gotten to see them actually be used more than Correct. that one scene that right. just barely right. started. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if like dead operation scene, if it went on for like even a minute and 30 seconds of him fucking up, you know, with the hand shaking and fuck, you know, with yeah. the ear and, you know, just going nuts. And that, that would have helped. I think the film just a minute and 30 seconds. And they didn't do that. And he just collapses. He collapses on the rest of the movie is just a, you know, a drug, a yeah, a drug yeah, induced a drug film. So, you know, I hear yeah. this was a true story, by the way. It's based off a true story. Well, based on a couple, yeah, a twin doctors, I think. Yeah. Twin doctors that oh, one got uh, addicted to uh, pills or a uh, drug, and then the other one felt compelled to do the same thing, and they died in the same room. Hmm. So, but yeah, I so mean, anyway, we're going to see our. What are you done? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. Okay. Jeez, jeez, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think we've uh, pretty much beaten this horse to death. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see our last patient of the day. It's 1977's Rabid, mm-hmm. also done by David Cronenberg. A young woman develops a taste for human blood after experimental plastic surgery, and her victims turn into bloodthirsty zombies leading into a citywide pandemic and let this, this is just such a coincidence. Let it be a lesson to you. If you're ever in a motorcycle accident, make sure you're falling off the motorcycle just a couple blocks away from a plastic surgery retreat. So (laughs) Mark, what did you think about this one? Um, I didn't know what the hell I was watching for the first 35 minutes. (laughs) um, Like, I wasn't getting how Rose was killing everybody. So uh, <laughs> let me get this straight. And I, I know I'm right on this, but I was right in the note. I said, so let me get this straight. She feeds or kills people from her armpit. Mm-hmm. Right? That'd be right. <laughs> yep, armpit, that'd be correct. Her armpit vagina. V- vagina. This with, is what I have in my notes. With yeah. a... Uh, it's sticker. A, it's a vagina in her armpit with a penis that comes out with teeth on the end. Yeah, kind of, kind of like, like a, a like an alien, like an alien. Yeah, you know, opening yeah. up the mouth and whoosh. yeah, it's um, like a weird yeah. vampire thing. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So I was like, hell yeah, this is great. Uh, I love Rose's boyfriend that uh, with his uh, monotone acting. Um, this guy did not have one facial 
expression on his face until the very end. It's either he has no facial expressions or all of a sudden he's just screaming and it's just crazy. And, you know, you're going to kill yourself or something and get out, get out of the room. That was it. That was it. It was just a blank stare or at the end of the film, he's just doing screaming and destroying a fucking phone. Uh, that guy was like a holy wow. Um, yeah, the cheesy uh, uh, dialogue throughout this film was wonderful. Um, wow. Um, I, I will say that uh, Dave, uh, David Cronenberg uh, 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 did nail that vaccine and uh, disease storyline and how close it was. I mean, this was, what, 1977? It's like, if you don't have your vaccine card, you can't, you know, do this, you can't do that. I mean, that was weird. That was kind of weird to, to watch. Um, I had no idea who Marilyn Chambers was. And uh, I was like, wow, she's really super attractive. And so I go on the IMBD. So I did some extensive research. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I found the out that movie beta days. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I did. I did do research and would to see what films she was, you know, she was in. And I guess she did some um, early behind the green door. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was the green door behind. the. Yeah, you're right. Behind, behind the, the green door. Yeah, yeah. Behind the green door. And uh, she did another adult film. Deep and uh, was she a deep throat? Yeah. Yeah. I never saw that film. I need to see that. I, I've never seen Debbie Does Dallas either. That seems like a one to watch. I don't think I've seen any she of was them. In I saw Debbie Porn Does Dogs. Dallas. Dogs. What? Her last film was in 2009 called Porn Dogs, The Adventure of I Sadie. saw that. Did you That's see the funny. cast for it? She did the voiceover. Right no. Read off the cast. Little Shop of Erotica, Dark Chambers. No, no, no. Read, sex Respective. Read the cast list for uh, the dog one. No, Mark, keep going with your review. Well, Dustin Diamond's in it. Robert Rodriguez is in it. Just keep going with your review, Mark. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's a fun You're film. You're wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love when Santa Claus got shot up and the guard's like, oh, shit. Um, I love uh, the high boots that that uh, guy had in the mall uh, hitting on him. Um I didn't understand why there was the idea of the zombie. So they would they would get bit. They would become a zombie for, uh, I don't know, like five minutes, and then they would die. So I don't know how the outspread, you know, went out. But I guess the outspread, you know, the outbreak or whatever, didn't really spread as, like, uh, say, Life Force or something like that. But it was a fun film. I loved it. I, I was laughing a lot through this. And one thing, um, with the boyfriend and uh, the doctor on their car trip to go to uh, the hospital, why did it take like a day and a half to get there? I, I don't understand. I, I have no idea. Well, because they had to wait at that stoplight for all of those garbage trucks to go by. <laughs> that scene took like eight minutes. It took it took it took yeah. like a day and a half to get there. It was like it was like daytime, then nighttime, and then daytime, and then at nighttime, and then he doesn't even get to the place. He drops off uh, the guy uh, at his house. 
so they didn't even get to yeah. their destination. So that made no sense, which was great. And uh, um, other than that, oh, yeah. And then when they're in the car, uh, the boyfriend is just staring at the doctor all the way through. He's not staring towards the road. He's just staring, and it's just so creepy to watch. It's a gem. It's a gem. It's it's. I feel this film is close to a drive-in massacre feel. Like I don't know why. Like Riffrax hasn't done this film either. Um, but oh, uh, shout out to Marilyn Chambers. I think she's actually not a bad actress. You know, I mean, I thought she did a pretty good job. All right, Matt. How about what do you think of Marilyn Chambers, Matt? Uh, I think she's fine. Yeah, I think yeah. she's fine in it. For you know, and and I think that. Uh, the thing about her was that she was she was wanting to be an actress before she got into porn. She got into porn only because she met a guy who was a director and said, "Hey, you could do this kind of movie." And she didn't. She went in and auditioned for it, not knowing exactly what was required of it. And 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 then when she got into it, she kind of liked it. Um, but uh, I this is you know this is a good. I thought it was a pretty good movie. It's certainly not. As it, it's certainly early Cronenberg, it's a little raw, it's a little crusty. Uh, that I remember the 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 thing I remember about this movie the most is growing up seeing it the box on uh, video in the video stores, and that girl. The, the the main picture is the girl in the freezer or the cool, you know, refrigerator. I don't know if it's a freezer. It looks like it's about this. It looks like it's about the size of a dorm fridge. Yeah. And but it, it's a freezer that she's right, in. And, she's yeah. like, and I remember seeing that like, Oh, and I, and I thought, Oh, this could be so disturbing. And of course that shot of that girl, like that's the main image of every poster and every video of this movie. And that shot is what? Three seconds long where they show that girl yeah. in there. It's, and it's not even a main character. Um, so, but but anyway, it's it's an interesting film. Uh, let me see. I had something that I I definitely noticed about this, and I was like, oh yeah, the police car. They show a police car towards the beginning of the movie, and it was awesome. It was like a great big seventies boat of a of a police car. I loved it. Uh, but the cop that gets out of it, he's wearing like a, a motorcycle cop's outfit. He had like the helmet on and like the boots and the the pants up over the boots. Like I was like, why is why is he driving that giant car? That's not, I don't think that's what they would be wearing, but maybe I'm wrong. Motorcycles in the shop. <laughs> Here, take the car. Um, we have, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. we have two choices, yeah. motorcycle in the car, motorcycles in the shop. I ain't changing. Well, it's a budget too. They're probably like, Cronenberg, yeah. we got this outfit, but we got this yeah. car. That's it. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh yeah, and then the cop. You know, I, I love these movies where the cops just start shooting, and there's all kinds of people around. He winds up shooting Santa, and they show the cop, and he's like, "Ah!" And he has this look like, "Not again!" Um, like it's just not not his first uh, innocent bystander sta- Santa that he's that he's killed. <laughs> um, I love the the boyfriendish guy. He's he's wearing these all like leather pants and it got me to thinking boy you never see anybody in leather pants anymore and that was kind of a thing for a while in the 70s and 80s there were leather pants around a lot but when was the last time you saw anybody wearing them that wasn't like you know dressed up in some kind of costume or whatever or a check uh, yeah and and or if you do see it it's like 
black leather, not like yeah. this guy was wearing tan leather pants. Um, it was like gray, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was like a lighter color, whatever yeah. it was. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Marilyn Chambers was pretty good. Um, but and actually, da- uh, David Cronenberg wanted Sissy Spacek, but the producer who actually was Ivan Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters, among a many other things um he he wanted marilyn Chem- chambers because he wanted he wanted a porn star for sex appeal and and he it might sell better that way um let's see yeah the the whole speaking of yeah speaking of sissy spacek did you see the uh the easter egg oh yeah the carry uh movie poster oh no i didn't when- see that when Marilyn Chambers walks out of the uh, movie theater, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, um, she's walking down the street, and as she's walking by, one of the stores that she had walked by had the Carrie movie poster mm-hmm. uh, hung on the on the window. Huh. Huh. I guess there was a remake of this. Actually, there's a remake of there is Jacob's, a remake. Jacob's Ladder, too. Have you guys seen the yeah. Jacob's Ladder one? No. No. Um, I did have the rabid, uh, the remake one was on my list of other movies, uh, that we could have chosen. Uh, honestly, I kind of, I kind of regret, well, no, it was just other horror, uh, or doctor horror films, medical horror. I kind of regret putting this one on there because this would have been a really good one for who did it better. better. Yeah. Unless the other one was so bad, you know, because if it was that bad but um yeah uh yeah no i like this movie i think it, it, it the whole armpit thing i it took me a minute to figure out what the heck was going on too because she was just hugging people and all of a sudden they're like dead or like laying there and Dude, I the blood's know. just going down the side and you know yeah, it's it's just from like, the yeah. side and i'm just like what the fuck is going on and it only it until you actually saw it it looked like a vagina with the yeah a little Stabber thing well, coming it, it out. Looked like, like what a the butthole fuck? with something sticking out of it. But, um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought I think this is good. It's definitely not. You know, I think it's early Cronenberg. I don't think he'd quite found his his uh, niche yet. And there's a lot of little, you know, parts of this that are similar to later Cronenberg movies. You know, like the whole medical establishment is sort of like Dead Ringers, and you know, I, th- I think there's some. He has his themes that he likes, obviously, and keeps going back to them. Uh, the the idea of humanity uh, evolving, and and the idea of uh, like an emotion, how emotion gets in the way. Uh, but this this was the beginning of all of that, and it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I would also like to applaud some of the ancillary background characters in this film as well. For example, when they are on the subway and the, you know, the outbreak is happening, Mm -hmm. there's a, an older woman. She's got like black hair. She's just, she's staring at Marilyn chambers. What is a roommate or friend that she goes to see Mm -hmm. um, who's traveling along in the subway and they, they shoot over to her and she's looking you know, pale ish. And then they cut back to somebody else. And then they cut back to this woman and it looks like she's got the worst, like eye booger drooling out of her eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah. And then they cut away to something else. 
Then they cut back to her, and now she's got little bits of green foam just starting to hang out of her mouth. And then all of a sudden, she goes nuts and just starts attacking people on the subway. Um, and there's there's other characters like that throughout. They did a really good job. It it made it seem almost like a Dawn of the Dead yeah type movie. Uh, like mm-hmm. if somebody had if I had watched this and somebody said Ramiro directed it, I wouldn't have been shocked. Right. Yeah. So it really seemed like a day of the dead type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the, uh, you know, of course we've got the bumbling cop that shoots Santa. I, I wanted to point out that the, the girl that's helping out Santa, who I refer to as Santa's little helper. <laughs> I hope she asks for a longer skirt for Christmas because that was that short. Thing's not covering anything. No, yeah. No. It's like all the, all those kids. kids are getting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All those kids are getting an eyeful for Christmas this year. I think I already got um, what I wanted. <laughs> oh yeah. It was great. I, can I go around again? Um, the, the, the one thing I could really do without this film in this film though, is the kills, the, the horns that come in that it's like when someone's about to get bit, all you hear is like, bah, 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 bah. you know, it's mm-hmm. really hitting you over the head with those audio cues. Um, and one other thing I did want to point out is, uh, at the end when Rose gets caught red handed killing, uh, by her boyfriend, killing her roommate, she looks at him and says, it's not my fault. Yeah. And it just reminded me so much of, uh, John Cusack in Gross Point Blank, which I also just watched for like the 900th time, when he kills that guy in the high school hallway it's and he gets fault. caught and he looks at her, says, it wasn't me, you know. Oh, mini great, tri- yeah. Mini driver's mini face. driver catches him, yeah. Oh, uh, her face is going, what the fuck is just such yeah. a like, oh. But yeah, I wanted to point out to the uh, the poster. I absolutely love this. I remember seeing this on shelves mm-hmm. when I was, you know, a kid, and they had shelves back then. Yep. Um, but yeah, I never saw it. This is the first time I've seen it, and I yeah. I loved it. It was it was a giggle fest, yeah. you know, from beginning. It really to end. was. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, uh, we're we're closed for the day. We're excellent. done with our patient load. Well, good night, everybody. Great picks, Joe. Uh, some a lot of fun ones there, and I, I definitely think uh, the skin, the skin I live in is is the yeah top notch of of this batch. But uh, so if you if you skipped ahead on that one and you haven't watched it yet, please check it out. It's hi- I highly we all highly recommend yeah. it. So For uh, sure. the next episode is Mark Piscades. So Mark, what's your pick? Well, yeah, and keep in mind, I just set the bar pretty darn high. You did. Actually, Joe and I did. We've had two strong episodes in a row of strong movies. So, what is it going to be? I was. No pressure, Mark. I I, I was about to say, I was about to say. No, I I was about to say, congratulations (laughs) to Joe for uh, redeeming himself after those uh, two episodes. Um, Matt had a really great science fiction uh, episode. Joe with this uh, paging doctor, you know, paging doctor horror. And uh, I felt compelled to really, uh, you know, bring up the game. So uh, next week is going to be about hookers and prostitutes, hookers and prostitutes in horror movies. That's what we're going to do. Nice. Yeah. So our first pick, because in horror films, there's tons of prostitutes, Tons of hookers. Is there a difference between 
One in the other? Yes. A hooker. 100%. 100%. Uh, what's, what's the difference? Well, like uh, um, uh, Elizabeth Shue. She's a prostitute in Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. A hooker. Okay. A hooker is... Um, who would be a hooker? Oh, a hooker would be uh, that chick from uh, the Florida Project. That's a hooker. Okay. I think the preferred okay, nomenclature wait. is a uh, sex worker now. Working girl? But, yeah. Oh, they're hookers. Uh, but they're, they're all females that have sex for money. Sex workers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're, so they're, there's really no difference they're hookers. between hooker and yeah. prostitute. No, okay. there's no difference. <laughs> Mo- moving on. All right. So. I did a lot of thought on this, okay, guys? I did. So Is this because of the Marilyn Chambers movie? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's all horned up. No, no, no. Okay, so the first <laughs> one, um, I well, talked... His, back, his backdrop back there looks a little lighter than usual. <laughs> Is that red splatter? <laughs> yeah, it, looks, it was only white splatter. So the first one was Frankenhooker? Is that what you said? Frankenhooker. Nice. Yes. We already did that one. No, we didn't. Yeah, we, is it? No, we didn't. We didn't do. I re- actually. I I Matt- I reviewed it, and um, just as a short beginning uh, review, we never actually reviewed Frankenhooker. All three of us together. I, I know I did watching this for the show. Yeah. I think you may be mistaken. I'm yeah. not mistaken. No, I remember watching it for the show too. Yeah. I think it was the same episode as uh, Basket Case, actually. Yes, Did it was. Did we? Really? Yeah. 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 What's good, your sixth Good, good uh, research. That's okay. No, that's okay, because I have one in reserve. Dun, dun, right. dun. Okay, so Frankenhooker's off the Frank table. Frankenhooker's off the table. Damn it, it's such a good film. Okay, so my first pick... <laughs> my first pick is going to be Dressed to Kill. 1980. That is on Pluto, Prime Video, and Roku T- Roku uh, TV. Good movie. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, second one is going to be what, Keeping Top. What? Do you remember the movie where one of the characters was watching uh, Dress to Kill over and over, and, and every time they'd come into the room, he was still watching Rest, Dress to Kill? Do you remember which movie that was? I, I can't. Uh, go ahead. Go on. I don't well, remember. I, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Second film is Peeping Tom, 1960. That Excellent. is a Tubi and Roku channel. Third one, Matt, this one's for you, baby. Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, 1992 Beautiful. on Max. I have a question. Yes. Do I need to have any required viewing prior to like am I gonna get this? No, uh, I've never watched not, Twin Peaks. Not with Twin Peaks Fire with fire walk with me because it is a prequel um it's i don't think you need it mm. i don't think you need it i mean it yeah it's it, it definitely it's a it, prequel it makes but it, it makes the film better if you know what's happening if you've watched the series but you can watch this is you can't do this as standalone they did take some of the main characters out a lot like uh kyle uh um shit help me mclaughlin i guess we'll find out yeah, it, I, sure. I don't think I don't think you need to watch this. Series. If I don't understand it. I'll let you know. Yeah, you well, I mean, it's it's it is it is dense, dense. Yeah, uh, David Lynch. It's it's him going 
way off the deep end, so it, it you won't understand it anyway. Well, that'll be my crutch then. Yeah. Well, you know, I just I didn't get it. All right. And then I had two backups, and you know what? I'll let Matt decide. Um, one is called The Seasoning House 2012 on Tubi, or Dead Hooker in a Trunk 2009, <laughs> Tubi, Plex, and Roku Channel. You choose, Matt. Uh, we, we need two more. No, I know. Matt's going to choose between the two of them. Dead Hooker. No, don't don't look it up. Just the Why? title. <laughs> you uh, choose Dead Hooker in a Trunk or the or the Seasoning Dead, House. Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Let's do that. All right. And that's Dead Hooker what in year a Trunk. Two thousand nine. Tubi Plex and the Roku Channel. Okay. And those are the five. Then so we have Franken Hooker nineteen ninety. No. Nope. Oh, nope, I, we don't. Sorry. Dress to Kill nineteen eighty. Peeping Tom, 1960, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, and then a Dead Hooker in a Trunk. And then that's, that's, four. that's four. Okay, so then we're doing The Seasoning House, 2012. I said we needed two more. 2012 on Tubi. <laughs> so it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So what's it called? The Seasoning House, 2012 seasoning house. All right. Tubi. All right. And, and that is considered The Seasoning House – 2012 on Tubi is considered kind of suburban. What What do you mean? Like suburban well, I, horror. I don't know what that means. Suburban uh, horror. Suburban oh. horror? Okay. Yeah. Suburban horror. Okay. All right. Well, that, well let's, we will check out those movies for sure. And, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go from there. <laughs> we'll just go from there. Um, Hookers. Hookers and prostitutes. All right. Yeah. So go ahead. Pretty woman. <laughs> go to, yeah, pretty woman. Uh, go to CinescareHorror.com and check out our merchandise. Joe Jans has posted it on there, and we have a lot of her- hoodies and shirts and everything. Uh, Mark Kane, be on the lookout for your hoodie. It should be arriving uh, any day now. Yep. So check it out. I guess that's it. Oh, by the way, by the way, it's I, so when I ordered the hoodie, is the logo on the front or is it on the back? It's the picture looks like it's on the back because that would be kind of dope. Should be on the front. Should be on the front. Should be on the front. Yeah, yeah. Should be on the front. It looked like it was on the back. It looked kind of dope. It looked kind of cool. Mark will let us know. Yo, yeah, Mark Kane. Mark, will give let us, us know. a shout out. All right, good job, Mark Kane. Congratulations, and yeah. uh, we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. See anything you like? Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. That's how we get you, Barbara. You got a dance curse. It was a shark. Little pig. Let me come in. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna go balls deep in this movie. You have a talent of uh, uh, the tongue or whatever.